0: You're listening to ARK radio podcast. Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu, who understands who understands who understands who understands who understands وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا محمدًا عبدًا ورسولًا صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين عباد الله. قال الله تعالى في كتاب in the أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ هَلْ جَزَاءُ الْإِحْسَانِ إِلَّا الْإِحْسَانُ؟ in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful servants of Allah, brothers and sisters, I remind yourselves and I remind myself to have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have fear and reverence and awe and mindfulness and consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he deserves and to follow in his way, in the way of his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa And among the great banners under which the meanings of this deen are organized are three words which appear in a very famous hadith And which appears in a number of ayahs of the Qur'an Like the one we have mentioned from Surah Al-Rahman Is there any reward for Ihsan? Other than Ihsan? And I've left the word untranslated for now This is a word that has a number of different meanings Different translations And different implications for our lives as believers But I want to look at one very well-known hadith And this hadith has got a famous title But I will not give it the famous title for now Because this title also represents a spoiler Because the hadith itself as it unfolds Has got a certain mystery within it And then that mystery is revealed at the very end of the hadith And then that was made into the title of the hadith But I will call it the hadith of the unknown visitor. okay. The hadith of the unknown visitor. And the companions. Among them, Umar radiallahu anhu narrated. That one day they were sitting with. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And a stranger came to them. None of them knew him. He had extremely white clothes. Extremely black hair. And no sign of travel was to be seen upon him. So he sat down. This stranger came and sat down in front of the Messenger وسلم, placed his knees, next to his knees, and his hands upon his, his legs, and said, Ya Muhammad, O oh Muhammad, tell me about Islam, tell me about Islam, and Islam. And the Prophet responded with what we know as the Five Pillars of Islam. It is to declare there's none worthy worship but Allah and Messenger and Muhammad is His Messenger. To perform the salah, to give the zakah, to fast from Allah, and to make the pilgrimage to the house of Allah for whoever is able. So here Islam is encapsulated as the main acts of worship and the main duties of a Muslim. And then the stranger said, You're right. Correct answer, Salat. And what can a person to come and ask a question to the Messenger of God and then say correct answer Like who give you, the, who gave you the, the answers that you can come and ask a Messenger and then tell him that he's right So the companions were shocked That this person was asking and at the same time he's confirming the answer is right If you know the end of the Hadith you already know what the spoiler is But if you don't know then wonder with us. Then he asked him, the stranger asked him, Tell me about Iman. Tell me about Iman. So the Messenger Sallallahu now answered him with the things that are supposed to rest in the heart that we are supposed to affirm with our tongues and to believe, with our minds. And he said, it is to believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, the day of judgment, and also that everything, good or bad, is known and decided by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The qadr. So now he has given him a question and an answer about Islam and Iman, and then again he says, "You are right." So then he asks him a third question: What is Ihsan? So this questioner already has in his mind an agenda. I want to establish. What are the essentials of Islam, the essentials of Iman, and the essentials of Ihsan? So this questioner understands that these three things come as one collection one unit. What does it mean to be a Muslim? What does it mean to be a Mu'min? And what does it mean to be a Muhsin? And I question at this point to what extent we treat these three in terms as, as equally important in our own lives, and in the way we think about our deen in our lives, and the way we talk about our deen in our lives, we know something about Islam and pillars of Islam, and we know something about Iman, although maybe that aspect is neglected after the external things we start to neglect. The importance of nurturing the Iman And strengthening the faith But then I think A distant third Is an emphasis on Ihsan But this questioner This unknown stranger He asked this question What is Ihsan? Tell me about Ihsan ya Muhammad And the Prophet ﷺ responded An ka'annaka lam takun tarab, So he gave him an answer which is quite enigmatic And this answer is It is to worship Allah as though you see Him For though you do not see Him Yet truly He sees you So we'll come back to this In a moment With the end of the hadith as it rolls out The stranger, the questioner asks about The Day of Judgment and the Prophet answers, Nobody knows when it will come. The one you are asking knows no more than the one who is asking. And the Prophet knows, by the way, who is asking. But then he said, Tell me about signs, and the Prophet mentioned some of the signs of the day of judgment. And then the stranger left. And when the Prophet asked Umar, Do you know who that was? He said, Allah and His Messenger know best. He said that was Jibreel, that was the the angel Jibreel who came to teach you the essentials of your deen. So that's the plot twist right, it was Jibreel all along, it was the angel. And this hadith is known as the Hadith of Jibreel, this is my contention, if we call it the Hadith of Jibreel, we take away uh, the shock factor of the hadith which comes at the end. But the point is that we have here Islam, Iman. And Ihsan And Ihsan here in the Hadith Is pointing to a particular aspect of what we understand by Ihsan The word itself means excellence Doing something excellently To a high standard To make it as perfect as possible To make it as beautiful as possible All of these things are contained in the word Ihsan and in the hadith, you understand that Ihsan is a culmination and follows on directly from the concept of Islam and Iman. It is the aspect of drawing closer to Allah. It is the aspect of seeing Allah in your actions. When something good happens to you, you see that this is from Allah and you thank Him. When something happens to you that you dislike, you see that this is from Allah. You're patient over it In fact you go further And you also thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For what he has given you. You appreciate So all of this is seeing Allah In your worship not to just stand and say Allah And just say some words There's some actions Where is Allah? In this equation To see Allah Means as if you understand that When you're standing before Allah You see Allah before you If I'm using loose language, you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Because this is the way the Prophet explained it. It is to worship Allah as though you see Him. For even if you do not, you know that He sees you. So, this is excellence and perfection in implementing. In having the iman that takes us to a level of yaqeen and certainty. And having the Islam and submission. In which all our limbs and all the parts of our body and our tongue and our heart are all submitted to Allah and directed towards Allah (laughs) subhanahu wa ta'ala. Excellence in worship, ikhlas, tawheed, doing things only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is part of the meaning of Ihsan. But the word Ihsan has so many dimensions outside of the realm of worship as well. And it's all connected with doing things excellently doing things beautifully. And this is the way of the if I would say the way of the Muslim, the way of the movement, the way of the Muhsin is to go and to do things excellently wherever he or she is. So whether we are talking about the sphere of your studies, your lectures, your assignments, your exams, your interaction with your classmates and colleagues and teachers the way that you carry yourself in your everyday life you do that with the mindset of a muhsin how does that affect our behavior it means you understand that I have to at every moment do things in the most correct the most sincere and the most perfect and beautiful way that I can it's very very easy to say and it's much harder Implement in reality But it's a consciousness that As a movement And as a Muslim I'm also to be a Muhsin And by doing that I'm spreading that goodness I'm spreading that excellence I'm spreading that beauty In the world around me And I'm helping people <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in a number of verses That He loves the Muhsineen Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen and Allah Subhanahu Taala says that He is with the Muhsinin. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَمَعَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Many persons of this nature. And the people of Ihsan are those whose effect is felt, is felt on others. The effect reaches out to others. The Prophet described even when someone is slaughtering an animal. He used it as an example of the muhsin. The Prophet said, <laughs> Allah has prescribed excellence, <laughs> in every matter. So if you are to kill, then kill excellently. If you are to slaughter an animal, then slaughter excellently. Do so in the best way, and then he explained. Then to sharpen the knife and to put the animal at ease, to treat it kindly, not to upset and worry. Okay. So nowadays there's debates going on in the in the news and in local government about methods of slaughter of animals and what's more humane. Is it more humane? To slit the throat with a sharp knife? Is it more humane to blast its brains with an electric uh, bolt? Open to discussion by all means. But we have to understand where the Islamic perspective is coming from. To do things excellently. Wherever excellence lies, this is the purpose that we are seeking. And how does that excellence manifested? By making the animal at ease. So for example, a blunt knife, is going to cause more pain. It has to pass over several times of the animal's throat. It's going to cause more discomfort. It's going to cause harm also to the meat. Because the animal is struggling and it releases all the hormones. And The best thing for the person who is going to eat this meat, my apology if you are vegetarian in this discussion, and the best thing for the animal itself is to prepare correctly. Prepare your instruments and your tools. Prepare all those who are going to be involved in the process, including the animal. As from the prophetic example also, is that the animal shouldn't be put, in a, you know, they shouldn't be all together, and they are seeing their brothers and sisters being led off to slaughter. Instead they should be separated, so that they don't undergo the stress. All of this is showing us the attention to detail, which is contained in the word, ichsam. So, whatever it is that you are doing, do it with ihsan. When you are doing your exams, do it with ihsan. Write your name neatly at the top of the page. Do that with your notes. Take your notes excellently. Prepare yourself for everything that you're going to do. Review after what you have done. All of this is part of ihsan. Because it's not an option, it's not an optional thing. It is a very substantial part of who we are As members of this Ummah The Ummah of Muslimin The Ummah of Mu'mineen And the Ummah also of Muhsinin And that effect as I said will be noticed and felt by others The Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam When he was put into the prison Of course wrongfully There were some other people who Entered the same prison with him and after a while they came to him to ask him a question They had seen some strange dreams And they felt that they needed some explanation What did these dreams mean? And they came to Yusuf and asked him these questions And they explained why they have asked him They said Inna Because we see you as one of the Muhsineen So you can take that to me we see you as someone who carries himself with excellence. He's in the prison. How many things can he be doing there? How much freedom does he have to act as he would in his normal life? They are seeing him in his salah and his dhikr. They are seeing him in his eating. They are seeing him in his sleeping and his waking. They are seeing him in his speech and his silence. And all of this they have seen excellence and perfection in his character the Prophet of Allah Yusuf peace be upon him and so they said we see you as a muhsin." they don't see into his heart but they see his behaviour so the question is how do we become people that people would feel and notice and observe and perceive that we are muhsinin? if this happens then it will no longer be the case as it seems if we are reading the newspapers and so on that people are always looking at the Muslims as how do we deal with this problem? Oh, so many problems tell us how you're going to fix your problems tell us how you're going to stop these evils and these crimes instead it would be a question of help us work with us tell us how we can solve our problems together. Do we believe that Islam has much to offer societies today? Do we agree that the Qur'an has come with guidance, which is light and benefit and beauty for the entire world? Do we agree that the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi contains the solution to many of the ills that this society is plagued with? I think that we agree on this. But where are the people who are carrying this message? Where are the people who are to present this message? Where are the people who are supposed to represent it in their actions? Who is going to be that community if it's not us? The starting point is to instill ihsan in our own behavior. It is to live as muhsineen. Working on our own selves to better and perfect our own selves And spreading that benefit to other people around us This is the two-way aspect of Ihsan It works within ourselves As the hadith indicates that you worship Allah as though you see Him For if you do not see Him truly, He sees you And then it spills over into others As the saying goes at insanu asiru That the human being is a captive to ihsan. Whenever you do good to people, the human nature means that you recognize this favor and this benefit and you respond in kind and you respond positively. This is the way that we are, this is the way that others are among our neighbors and our friends and our countrymen and women. How do we spread this ihsan so that we can work together? To spread the guidance that comes from the Qur'an and Sunnah to benefit our people. This is the question that I'm putting to you. This is the question I'm putting to you. And I want you to worry about this. Not just for between now and next week, but to worry about this. As you are on this course, or as you are in this phase of life, how can I take what I'm doing now and make it a means? How can I do it with Ihsan and make it a means of spreading Ihsan?